Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to episode number 520 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the city of Vineland. It's KB coming at you from Underground Studios, and joining me is an OG member of the core four, the one and only Mr. Dominic Ponteri. What's going on, man? Hey, Kyle. What's going on, man? Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, I, I stepped away from the from podcasting in general for a little bit came back with top ins and you know it's always fun to to hop back on the main pod um i'm sorry in advance to anybody who really really cares if i if i get like facts about philly sports right once the eagles finished look like you know if you're a real og fan you know that the sixers like that's my baby like that's what i care about i haven't even really been watching basketball this year man like once the eagles the eagles Season when they lost in the Super Bowl shut me off from sports for a while. Takes a lot out of you. I mean, I can only deal with so much disappointment, you know, being an Eagles fan and being a Milan fan that I can't watch the Sixers too. You know, I already know what's going to happen. And then I see what happened to Reese. Like, you know, I just, it's good to be back on the pod, man. I'm feeling good. (laughs) Plus, plus, you know, we had. Not to add more onto that, but we had the Union losing the MLS Cup. Like, it was just, it was just not a good time, not a good time. <laughs> but bigger things are on the horizon, and yes, uh, yes. As I mentioned, Underground Sports Philadelphia is presented by the City of Vineland, and the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city organized, city sponsored, and city affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. And through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city, Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. Make sure you guys are following us on the socials. At Underground PHI, we're going to be talking about one of the best tweets we've ever put out from the account tonight. So stay tuned for that. Buckle up. Uh, at Underground PHI, Twitter and Instagram, you can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Dom on Twitter at Washed Lifestyle. And make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you decide to consume your podcast content. Leave a five star review on Apple spotify it really helps the show continue to grow gets more ears and eyes on underground sports philadelphia and subscribe to our youtube channel youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia that's where we get full video episodes out for you guys twice a week for this show and full video episodes of every podcast on our network smash that like button 
Ring that bell icon. You brought that up on top pins last week. We got six yeah. podcasts on this network going out every single week. You click that bell icon, you get an immediate notification when content's going out. And then if you're trying to consume all the underground content, your YouTube algorithm's just going to play to it. Exactly. So go smash that like button, smash that bell icon, and comment down below your thoughts on uh, everything Dom and I discuss on tonight's show. And make sure you guys go get your merch from PHI Apparel Company because they are the best in the game and they are our exclusive merch providers. Uh, and there's no doubt in our minds that you're going to stand out in the crowd. You're going to stand out at our live tailgate event next Saturday, April 8th. If you're rocking your merch from PHI Apparel Company, uh, our listeners can use the promo code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co that's phiapparel.co use code underground they've got fantastic philly sports merch every single podcast on our network has merch on there they've got hoodies t-shirts we've got some sick ass merch for a bunch of brands of ours in the works uh so go to phiapparel.co use code underground to get 10 percent off any of your orders heck yeah Dom, we are uh, we're discussing your favorite thing. Baseball season starts tomorrow. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, I always enjoy getting out to a Phillies game, and and I can't lie, I'm one of those baseball play or baseball fans that really gets into it if your team gets into the playoffs. So like last year, I was all about it. Uh, the brewery that I work at, we have a lot of Phillies fans come in, so I always ended up watching it when I was working over the summer. So I got a little more invested last season uh, than I did normally in the past i'm not the biggest baseball guy you, Plus you it helps did. that we have like good players on the team now compared to when we started yes. podcasting yeah yeah that that's a very good point that we were hand over fist point. like begging for jake arietta <laughs> to sign with the phillies in 2018. Dude, we now trey so turner excited. wants to play here yeah it's, it's it's funny how the turntables right um it is it's just it, a beautiful thing what are we what are we looking at this season you gotta, you gotta fill me in a little bit. You know, I, I've seen some things on Twitter here and there, but like, we need to. I need to know a little bit. Yeah, we the Phillies had a very busy off season, to say the least. Obviously, headlined by Trey Turner signing an eleven year, three hundred million dollar contract with the Phils. Uh, you know, Bryce Harper is going to be out for a bunch of the beginning of the season because of Tommy John surgery. But when it's he comes back. He's going to be able to play in the field again, which is going to make mm -hmm. just this team in general that much deeper. Uh, you'll be able to have Nick Castellanos back at the designated hitter spot, which will help out a ton. Um, you know, you have Bryson Stott coming into a season where last year he was kind of like the the next rookie domino to fall for this team. Let's see what he can do and burst onto the scene and becomes, you know, a, a key piece into this Phillies team going to the World Series last year. He's now going to move over to second base because Trey Turner's here and going to play shortstop. Uh, and then, obviously, the the big injury last week, Reese Hoskins out for the season, is a big bummer, uh, not only on the field and at the plate, but, you know, Reese, I, I likened Reese Hoskins to him being the heartbeat of this team like yeah. Jimmy Rollins was during the run. Like, he's been here for the lows, and he was here for all the highs, and to not have him – uh, is going to be a bummer, but I think Derek Hall is going to step in admirably like he did last year whenever he got a chance to play. He crushes the absolute hell out of the ball, so that's a, a huge benefit there. And I think the big thing, too, 
on top of Trey Turner being here is just it makes the Phillies hitting lineup so much deeper. Last year, you had Kyle Schwarber leading off every single game, which was great because you could potentially get off to one nothing leads right off the bat, no pun intended. But now you're going to have Trey Turner kind of setting the table at the top of the lineup. And if he keeps hitting the way he is, he might hit 50 home runs. Um, but if he gets on base, then you have Kyle Schwarber hitting behind him. And then you have potential for a Phillies 2-0 lead instead of one nothing, and more runs for your pitchers to work with, which is going to just be huge for just the, the run support of all the pitchers in this rotation this year. Philly signed Taiwan Walker this offseason to be in this rotation, which I think was a massive signing. Makes the, the rotation that much deeper. Um, what about the bullpen? Any, any changes? So any... Matt has told me not to speak it into existence because that's how you jinx things. Yeah. Uh... But allegedly, on paper, potential for this bullpen is that it might be the best bullpen of our lifetime. Whoa, 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 Let's let's not on let's paper. Not on paper. I want to I want to preface that. On paper, the talent that's in this bullpen is some of the best we've seen. Yeah, I'm going to take Listen, I'm going to take your word for it. All I like know is have, every time I end up watching the Phillies, the bullpen is always what lets us down. It's just it's just been the Achilles heel of the throwers field. now. My entire life, I watched a lot of the Phillies when I was younger. Like, it's always been our Achilles heel. Like, we, we could have the deepest hitting lineup, you know, like back in like 2008, right? The, one through nine could hit, you know, or, excuse me, one through eight, right? Like, but, you know, we could have the, the, the top four pitchers, starting pitchers, right? And, once they have to go out of the game and, and we start going in the, in the rotation, like if it wasn't Brad Lidge, <laughs> you know? So if you're telling me the truth, that's great. They've got flamethrowers now, which is like one of those things that like we've always yearned for as Phillies fans with our bullpen is having guys that can like throw absolute heat out of the bullpen. Are they established guys? Or are so they... there's guys that were on the team last year that throw heat like a Sir Anthony Dominguez, like Jose Alvarado. They made a big trade uh, with the Detroit Tigers late in the in the offseason uh, for Gregory Soto, who was an all-star last year for the Tigers, um, has closing experience, and he's going to be an absolute weapon. And to have those three guys in the bullpen there is huge. You sign Matt Strom in free agency, who he's super versatile. He's potentially going to be like one of those guys who, you know, with Ranger Suarez potentially not ready to start the season due to injury. Um, he's a guy that's going to be able to go out and, you know, if things are going right, throw three innings for you and then you go to your bullpen. Um, and to have him in the bullpen too is is huge. And then you have guys that are, are young that are, you know, trying to crack this roster in the minors that you could see at some points this year. And then we, we signed a, an old friend from our, our childhood that used to pitch for the Atlanta Braves. Craig Kimbrell's in this bullpen now. Old, old buddy that did the seagull arm back in the day for the Braves is now a Philadelphia Philly. Wow. <laughs> and he had, he had a great spring. He had a great spring. Good. So that's exciting because he has had a roller coaster of a past, I'd say, like five seasons where he'd be good and then stunk. Good. Absolutely stunk. So, like... 
he had a good spring, so that's exciting. Um, mm-hmm. He's probably going to be your closer to start the year, which just makes the bullpen that much deeper. And to have depth in the bullpen for the first time in who knows how long is huge. And then you have Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Taiwan Walker, like I mentioned. And then if he's healthy enough, you know, in the next couple of months, your number one prospect could be in the rotation sooner than you think in Andrew Painter, who's a six foot seven left handed just superstar. Six seven? Six seven. He's got Randy Johnson's frame and he's what, a lefty. What's he what's he throwing? One ten? He's he's got an unbelievable arsenal. Um and he's just got a great baseball name. Andrew Painter. Painter. As a pitcher. Like, come on. Paint the edges of that strike zone for me. Come on. And That's... and here's the here's the real kicker, Dom. He's nineteen years old. Nineteen. Kyle, we're getting old. That just makes me feel a lot older than yeah. I already am. Two thousand three he was born. Six seven? Six seven. Jesus. Probably, he's a righty, but yeah. Stud. Number one prospect. He's the number six prospect in all of baseball. Really? In terms of wow. pitching. So like Okay, so the Phillies, Phillies finally got have one. pitchers in the minors as well, which is exciting. And how it is our would you say our hitting depth is as good as last year or deep? Like, like, I think is it one our, of those years, cause I, to be successful, you have to have more than just four or five guys in your lineup that can hit well. Right. And I think, you know, you look at the lineup now of, you know, kind of the projected depth chart for the Phillies. I'm going to pull it up here. Hitting wise, it's going to be, you know, JT real Muto, Garrett Stubbs, which I think is a phenomenal, you know, catcher duo um, first base. You have Derek Hall. And then kind of fill in the blank potential, you know, trade situation down the line. You see how Derek Hall plays. Alec Bohm potentially gets playing time at first. I think JT Real Muto will get playing time at first when he's not catching. Um, second base, you have Bryson Stott. You have Josh Harrison, who's like super utility infielder and outfielder. And then Edmundo Sosa, who was like a phenomenal before trade deadline pickup last year and was a big reason why the Phillies beat the Cardinals in the wild card yeah, series. Um, so he's back as well. And then you have Alec Bohm at third, who I think is only going to continue to get better and better. Um, Trey Turner at short. And then in the outfield, you have Kyle Schwarber, Brandon Marsh, Nick Castellanos as, as your starters right now. And then you have uh, Jake Cave made the opening day roster, uh, which is awesome for him. Crazy. He broke his back a couple of years ago and now is back and had a fantastic spring. Good for him. Made the roster at 30 years old. Um, Dalton Guthrie made the opening day roster. And then today, right before we started recording, the Phillies traded for Christian Pache uh, from the Oakland A's. Fantastic defensive center fielder. Had a great spring hitting-wise for the first time like in his career. Former top prospect for the Braves. Was traded to the A's last year, and they were just going to let him go. So the Phillies traded a kind of no-name double-A pitcher for him. Now you have outfield depth in terms of defense which is just Dave Dombrowski to a T. He's going to do whatever he can to work the margins and make this team better. And then hopefully, you know, late June, maybe, you know, if we're looking optimistically, Bryce Harper's back and probably starts off as your DH and then goes to the outfield. So so I didn't know that uh, the, uh, the Phillies play in the NL, right? Yeah. So I didn't know that they adopted the DH 
just happened last year or in 2021. It's very recent. Yeah, because I, I I could have sworn I remember seeing it last year. Like they they were playing a DH, and because I always knew like if you played an AL team, if you played cross like conference games, yeah. that if you, you played would, at the AL team, yeah, you, you would have a DH. DH. But see, this is how like removed from baseball I was before last season. I think a big like, catalyst of it was like the shortened COVID year, mm-hmm. where everyone I think had a DH, and then it just carried over, and it made more sense. You know, nobody wants to see. Uh, a starting pitcher go up there and just you know take three strikes and then yeah it's over with um the other so it's, fascinating it's aspect yeah it, it's it helped it i think the dh going universal in the al and nl the phillies were one of the biggest benefactors of it because they just have guys that can hit the absolute hell mm-hmm. out of the wall and now you have nine guys in the lineup who can just mash instead of eight and then you're relying on a pitcher to go up yeah. there and just be almost an automatic out and not only that, like some of the guys that are in the lineup that hit like further down in the lineup, like are good like batters. Like they 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 He'll work the count. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like Bryson Stott's one of those guys who he'll just foul the hell out of like seven pitches and like work a full count, and then he has a good eye. He reads the pitch well enough that he'll either get a walk or he'll get a hit. So like even having those like that's what grinds out certain games in the middle of a season. Like they play so many games. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, you're trying to push the margins like in their favor the most. Like those little like things help with, yeah. you know, just games like in the middle of, you know, late or like late July. And you're mm-hmm. like trying to put together a bunch of wins, you know. Yeah. And then you have what you're hoping for is bounce back Nick Castellano season, mm-hmm. which I think is in full blown effect. And even though the the box score you know stats don't look all that great for him in spring training you look at some of the at bats that he took this spring and last year some of those pitches he's automatically swinging at and he's striking out he's been taking pitches he's been way more disciplined at the plate i think he's way more comfortable and matt and i have talked about this a ton like he signed late last year uh in the off season so then he's adopting himself to a new city late in the year, trying to find a place to live. His wife was pregnant, new city for his entire family. Um, and then new fan base, new fan base. And, and, and he gets thrust into a position that probably when he's signing the dotted line of his five-year contract, he's not expecting he's going to be the everyday right fielder because Bryce Harper's elbow gets injured and Bryce can't throw the baseball. So then he's going out and not only is he having to worry about his approach at the plate, he's got to go worry about defensive, you know, lineups and where guys hit the ball and, you know, figuring all of that out. Mm -hmm. And you saw as the season like came to a close in the playoffs, Nick felt like a completely different player and he looked way more comfortable. He dropped a hype video earlier this spring uh, that got everybody excited and just like hashtag horny on Maine because it was Nick Castellanos just being himself. Um, but if he has the bounce back year that I think everybody's expecting him to have, that's automatically a, a huge boost for this Phillies offense. I think last season, uh, you know, you talk about acclimating himself to uh, a lot of new things, right? And we mentioned the fans. The fan base on Twitter is ride or die for for Philadelphia sports teams. And, you know, I've seen what people have said in the negative light of him. And, and like, he gets a lot of shit on Twitter. 
like a lot. And, you know, I think some of it is unfair and, and a little much. And I think that that definitely affected him, you know, in, in his game. And I think that, you know, now, you know, obviously one thing that Philly fans want to see is loyalty, right? And he's kind of showing that right now. You know, he's showing that he's dedicated to the team and like working hard and and he's he's showing improvements and a lot more comfortability with everything within the organization mm -hmm. that, you know, I think that that uh, wins some more fans over. And I think that the, uh, the overall tone that you're going to see people, you know, speak when they're talking about Nick Castellanos is more positive than – the the fairly negative light that you would see online or maybe i was just following the wrong people on twitter who knows but i saw a lot of negative things and based off of your reaction you did too yeah and it sucks too because the year prior to nick coming here matt and i dubbed nick castellanos as like our favorite non-philly yeah which then branched into nick's mom and nick's brother following the pod on twitter getting involved they both listened to the show so shout out to the castellanos family yes. um and like you want to ride or die for the people that support you and we've been nikki c fans since you know it was a drive deep to left field that made it a four nothing ball game and that's nick castellanos in a nutshell you know he's he's we we brought it up when it first happened and you know nba twitter is a huge thing where mlb twitter is not really a thing per se but like if there was a face yeah. of mlb twitter it's nick castellanos well he has a meme about himself exactly there's a drive deep to left field that'll make it a four nothing ball game <laughs> yeah he's, he's a meme uh, but i mean it, it it's I, i'm i'm excited you know the season i, I want to see it start off with a bang you know and and i'm excited to see the phillies you know try to reclaim you know the same spot that they had in, in in the league and in the playoffs last year you know i know like it's it's weird i can't watch baseball religiously because with all the ups and downs with so many games in a season you know i i'd get carried away you know knee-jerk reactions all the time you know that there, there's so many ups and downs of a baseball season and and you, we see it with the phillies you know they go through like a like a four game like skid or five game skid. And what you see online is just, it's the end of the world. We're terrible. Sell the team. You know what I mean? Like, and next thing you know, now they're in the world series, they kill it in the playoffs and, and everybody's now, and then you'll have that one grumpy person. Oh, well, where were you in, in the five game skid say, you know, like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I then it's this team too, that everybody has to remember as well, that I think is an underrated and kind of flies under the radar aspect of what this Phillies team is going to be. The first two months of last year, and the Phillies still ended up breaking their playoff, you know, drought and go to the World Series. The first two months of last year, let's not forget, Joe Girardi was the manager. We had a deadweight manager holding this team back where they were like dead in the water at Memorial Day and it felt like the season was just over again. And then they finally make the switch, and look what happens as soon as you have a manager that the guys want to play for. Yep. And not that in baseball the manager, you know, is accountable for that many wins. But, man, do I wish I could have seen an alternate universe where Rob Thompson's the manager from day one last year because I think the Phillies are right there with the Braves and Mets in that 100-101 win territory because 
it looked like a completely different team as soon as Rob Thompson came in. And now he's your manager for the next two seasons. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a big change in heart when your team can get to a hundred wins. You know, I think the Phillies can do it this year, man. With my limited baseball knowledge, I'm going to say, fuck it. They, 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 they break a hundred this year. It's going to be exciting. And uh, we are going to get into our Philly season preview. Uh, but before we do, it is tradition on this show, and uh, Matt and I have, have done this the past couple of years, and it's brought to you by our awesome friends at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. They've been with us since the world shut down. That's when they got on board with us, so that's how you know they're a company that cares about good content. They've been rocking with us since 2020, and uh, they're they're providing high-quality eyewear, sunglasses, blue light glasses that are exceedingly better than those big brand names for a fraction of the price and they're owned by former athletes kyle harrison chris hogan john jay daniel descalso ever heard of them they're all former athletes who are now owners of tomahawk shades dom's got the the speed boys on the trevor baptiste john these are a throwback and uh you guys can go get your own tomahawk shades when you go to tomahawkshades.com fill up your cart get everything you need to prepare for baseball season, sunglasses, blue light glasses when you're watching the fills from home. Uh, they also now have prescription lenses as well, so you can get your prescription tomahawk shades. Uh, and you Their can blue get lights them. are nice. They're so clutch, dude. They're so nice. Like, they make my eyes feel a zillion times better, and I'm not even joking about that, and I'm not even just saying that because they're a sponsor. Like, I feel like I sleep better mm-hmm. when I'm using oh. them. No, I, I completely agree. I know you're. I know you're not lying because the same thing. When I had, uh, I I'm so pissed. I broke mine, man. I needed need to use this code USP twenty five percent off at checkout. Exactly. I need to get. I need to get another pair, man. Like, you're right. The sleep, you know, just you you know, you feel a lot more clear headed with everything. Like, it's good. It's the best. And like Dom said, use promo code USP when you fill your card up at checkout. You get twenty five percent off. Who's offering twenty five percent off a product at checkout? Tomahawk shades is the didn't, best in the game. Didn't we used to have less, like a smaller percentage when we first started so. with them? It was like I think it was ten. I could have sworn something. It is and then twenty-five. Boom. Listen, this shows this shows how much they rock with us. You know exactly twenty-five percent. You can't beat Come that, on. and it's already a fraction of the price of the big competitors. Mm-hmm. Better quality than the big competitors, and then we're mm-hmm. giving you an even bigger fraction off with promo code USP for twenty-five percent off at checkout. Dom, we always go through the promotional schedule on the show now for the Phils because who doesn't love a good promo night? You get good, you get good free stuff. Obviously, our our t- our live tailgate podcast April eighth is uh, opening night t shirt night, so everybody's getting a t shirt, which is fantastic. Um, always love. Uh, I always seem to go to that one. I always go best. to like the opening night, and I get a t shirt, and I love it. It is the best. Um, so here's the promotional schedule for the 2023 Phillies. Uh, opening day, which is April 6th, on mm-hmm. the Thursday, they are giving away a replica 2022 NL Champions banner flag that is replicating the one that will be flying out uh, at Citizens Bank Park for the Phillies winning the Ooh, National cool. League last year. That's very cool. Um, and Damn, then I can't take off work. I know. I'm pissed. Oh, wait, the 6th? Yeah, it's Thursday. Uh, that's my spring break, but we have a game. I have to coach. Damn it. Damn it. 
and I then Easter Sunday is the 2022 National League Champions Ring Ceremony. So if you're going on Sunday, uh, definitely go and check that out. Then we have uh, on – do I have the right schedule up, actually? Uh, here we go. Promotional schedule, not theme nights. Uh, there we go. Yeah, so T-shirt night and then National League Champions Ring Ceremony. And then on Monday, April 10th, it is the College Series Stadium Security and Operations Night. So it's one of those College Series games. And it's also Asian Pacific Heritage Night. Then on Tuesday, April 11th, the first Dollar Dog Night of 2023, as well as another College Series Business Analytics Night and Red Goes Greek Night. Then gotta on, love a good dollar dog day, dude. Love what? it. Love it. What? I may have to get tickets. <laughs> then on Thursday, lie. April 20th, the Jackie Robinson salute game. So everybody will be wearing the Jackie Robinson number 42 jerseys. Then uh, Saturday, April 22nd. This is the one thing that drives me nuts. They always give the kids the best promotions. All the good Phillies promotions, for some reason, now are kids 14 and under. Uh, so Saturday, April 22nd, is uh, kids opening day, and every kid 14 and under will be getting a Phillies knit hat. Sick. Hey, uh, is it? Is it? Is it? Is it that the kids are getting more, or are we just getting older? And now, like, we don't like we haven't had like the it's luxury. <laughs> You know, we haven't had the luxury of getting those special perks because we're little kids, you know, going to a, the baseball game. Like, we've been so far removed from it that we don't remember. Yeah. You know, that we were the ones getting that. And now it's just like, oh, the kids get everything. Everything. And then on uh, Sunday, April 23rd, it is the Fanatic's birthday. So kids 14 and under get a Fanatic t-shirt. Nice. Um, and then on Tuesday, April 25th, the next dollar dog night of the year. And it's also the class of 2023 celebration night. And then the next big promotion is uh Sunday, May 7th Phillies, Red Sox mother's day game where ladies 15 and over are getting a Phillies cross body bag. Sick. And then May 9th is the final dollar dog night of the year i hate that dollar dog night ends in may now it should be at least one every month like get it together we need to have more dollar dog nights it shouldn't end in the month of may it should be a dollar dog night every other week twice a month that's what i'm saying twice come on you're not losing money at all you're not losing if you do it that frequently you'll probably make more money mm -hmm. everybody loves dollar dog night and then on Wednesday, May 10th, it is Mystery Theme Night, which is an what? interesting uh, Wednesday, 4.05 p.m. game. So a Mystery Theme Night, which will be the first 1,000 fans to purchase tickets to this event, uh, receive a voucher for one Mystery Theme Night bag, which will – does it say what it it's a mystery. include? Yeah, it's no, cool Kyle, mystery. it's a mystery. In years past, they've shown like what you could potentially get. Uh, now this year okay. it's full on mystery. Usually those nights it is past promotions from the year before. So they're just giving out leftover stuff. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is pretty cool. Like if you missed out on that, here you go. That's true. That's true. Um, then on May twenty first, we've got uh, the fanatic about reading day. So kids fourteen and under get a fanatic children's book. 
Sick. Then we've got Tuesday, May 23rd, Bark at the Park. Who let the dogs out? Your dogs can go to the game. What day is that? That is Tuesday, May 23rd. That's a Tuesday? Never mind. Then we've got... Uh, Wednesday, June 7th, we've got Dead and Company Night. Dead and Company? The Grateful oh, Dead. Oh, Grateful Dead. Uh, then Sick. This, this weekend, I will be at every single one of these games because the promotions for that, that weekend in June here, June 9th through the 11th, one, they're playing the Dodgers, so it's going to be good games. The Friday, June 9th game, fans 15 and over get a Dick Allen bobblehead figure. Who doesn't okay. love a good bobblehead of Philly's legend? June 10th, post-game concert with AJR. That's a big-time post-game concert, if you ask me. I've okay. seen AJR at actual concert venues. They are phenomenal. I'll be there for that, where your game ticket is your concert ticket. Ooh. And then June 11th is the Father's Day game uh, where men 15 and over get a Phillies hat. And this year it is a white hat with a blue Phillies bell. Um, so I'll be at every single one of those games because those promotions are just too good to not be there. I know you I know you love a good special hat. Love a good hat. Love a good promotion. Uh, a white with the blue bell? Yeah. Ooh, just like right in the front? Right in the front. Snapback or, or fitted? It looks like it's going to be like one of the either a snapback or a, like a Velcro back. Yeah, okay. Curved brim or straight brim? Curved. Like yours? Yeah. Ah, oh, sick. Nice. Then on Thursday, June 22nd, we've got kids 14 and under, uh, kids run the bases. Oh, that was always so fun. Then June 23rd, we've got Pride Night. June 24th is the Fans Feeding Families Food Drive. And June 30th, one of the more popular games of the year, is the first of two Xfinity Fireworks shows for the 4th of July weekend. Um, July 1st, though, you'll love this one. Post-game concert once again. Okay. With DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal. Post game concert. Nah, no way. <laughs> the the Shactus is 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 uh DJing. Shaquille O'Neal post game DJ set. Nah, the big Shack Rock. The big the the big Aristotle. <laughs> <laughs> Superman. That's nuts, man. Yeah, nah. I saw yeah. that promotion. I was like, wow. Why? Wasn't I expecting that. I love Shaq. And that's and that's and that's crazy coming from a Sixers fan. Given you know we grew up there watching the 2001 final. I love Shaq. Shaq is the man. And that's a Saturday night game too. Like, hold on. I mean, <laughs> I may have to get a ticket. Right. What? When is that? July first. Uh, Saturday, July first. I may have to put into work like now. Like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> count me out. <laughs> I'll be in Philly. <laughs> And then uh, Sunday, July 2nd, kids 14 and under get an Alec Bohm cooling headband. And then Friday, July 14th is the second uh, fireworks show. 
And then July 16th, kids 14 and under get a JT Real Muto catcher's bank. And then we've got on July 26th, uh, kids 14 and under get an MLB network hat. And then here's this is what all these promotions should be. Friday, August 4th, all fans get a sustainable Phillies cap. Everybody's getting a hat. That's that. how it should be. They're sustainably made as well. Let's go. All fans. Uh, Love that. Sunday, August 6th, kids 14 and under get a Kyle Schwarber replica jersey. The kids get everything, man. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saturday, August 12th will be the Phillies Wall of Fame night. And Sunday, August 13th, will be Alumni Day. And then uh, one of my favorite games to go to Tuesday, August 22nd, will be Star Wars Night. They always do phenomenal Star Wars promotions tied in with the Phillies there. Uh, August 26th, kids 14 and under get a Trey Turner t-shirt. Kids get like, everything. Like a jersey. Like a yeah. Kids and then... Sunday, August 27th, kids 14 and under. This one's super cool, and I'm jealous. Uh, Philadelphia Water Ice, Bryce Harper, Funko Pop. Like, come on. The kids, the kids get everything. The kids? The kids. Hey, can we uh figure out a way to, like, come in on our, like, put shoes on our knees? That's what I'm saying. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Friday, September 8th is uh, Peanuts Night. It's Charlie Brown and the Peanuts. Um, they always do good promotions with that as well. Uh, Sunday, September 10th, kids 14 and under get a drawstring cooler bag. And then this is a game that I, I really want to take my mom to. Thursday, September 14th, Senior Stroll the Bases Night. It, what Stroll the Bases? Seniors stroll the bases, so fans Seniors? 55 and over get to go and run the bases after the game. Yo, that's <laughs> cool. What day is that? That is Thursday, September 14th. Trying to take your parents to a baseball game September 14th? It's it's what age? Uh, ages 55 and over. Ah, no. Ages 55 and older get to run the bases after that game. <laughs> You want to take your parents? Are you the game? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's go. There we go. <laughs> Watch and it. then Sunday, September 24th is Fan Appreciation Day. Sick. That's all the promos? Those are the promos there. And there's some other like tri uh, sprinkled in like theme nights and everything like that. But some good promos this year, especially for the kids. Kids get Yeah, the kids. What the hell, man? A Kyle Schwarber replica jersey. It's crazy. Come on. And I can already what? see, and, it, and it's the powder blue one, and I can already see like 1,700 of those kids spilling ice cream out of the baseball helmet onto that jersey yep. and ruining it. All over their face, no napkin. All over their just... hands. There's, there's, always, the jersey. there's always that one popsicle kid. You know the kid that oh. gets like the blue popsicle? Or, no, sorry. It's the it's the Polish water ice kid. Yes. So you always have the one kid with either the really red ring or blue ring around their mouth 
their teeth are all blue, their tongue is blue, their fingers are blue, and then you see the giant stain on the t-shirt that they gave you, and it's just chilling right there. <sighs> it's that, or the kid gets, like, the uh, the baseball helmet with chocolate ice cream in it in, like, the middle of July, and it's 107 degrees outside, and it just melts all over them, and their hands are just dripping in chocolate ice cream. And then it's just like, Mom, it's all over my hands. What do I do? And then their hands are all sticky. Uh, I, I have to say I'm guilty of being that guy. Uh, <laughs> my uh, Monica and I went with my, my brother and my mom to a Phillies game. At, like middle of, uh, middle of the summer. So hot. And, and we decided, hey, we're going to go get ice cream. By the time I got back to our seat, it's already like... So bad, man. <laughs> I was drinking soup by the time I actually sat down. That's incredible. Actually, sorry, no, we, I wasn't with my parents. I'm with my mom. We were with her parents. But that's even funnier, honestly. It's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And there were these like teenagers in front of us in line being rude to the lady and you could see like she said i have no chocolate they're like yeah but i want twist she's like i have buddy chocolate (laughs) he's like no i didn't want he's being rude to her and i could see it in her face like i'm like oh i feel so bad for her it's so hot outside right now and this kid's complaining that chocolate twist aren't the same thing i felt so bad we walked up we were like Two with vanilla. <laughs> Dripping. Oh, oh that's funny. <laughs> um, let's see here. Does this have anything? Uh, you'll enjoy this too, Dom. On mm. top of the promotional nights, there's some new food options at Citizens Bank Park this year. I, for one, already know what I'm going to get at our game on saturday april 8th for the very first time i'm going to try the bulls barbecue burnt ends cheesesteak kyle we gotta do it see i don't i'm always somebody like i don't do my research about what's available in the park like i just go by what i see near me but like i realize like baseball is like one of those things where you can get up and like go you're not going to miss too much as you're walking around so like Wait, excuse me? Yeah. Barbecue burnt ends. Cheesesteak. Brisket burnt ends or pork burnt ends? I'm not 100% sure. I can look, though. That's such a foodie thing to ask. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) What are these other food options that we have? So the new food options uh, at Citizens Bank Park this year. Uh, on Monday, they revealed uh, new food items include Uncle Charlie's Steaks, which are cheesesteaks named after Philly's legend and World Series winning manager, Charlie Manuel. Um, Sick. You can also dig into South Philly Disco Fries, which are fries topped with roast pork, melted sharp provolone cheese, broccoli rob, and roasted red peppers. <laughs> Kyle, you can't. This is like what you were talking about with the Phillies lineup. You yeah. know, you said, 
okay, we got the guy that big hitters, baby. And now the big hitter just you can't hit me with that right off the top, dude. No, I don't want to go anywhere else now. You already told me barbecue burn and cheesesteak. And now you talk, Kyle, I'm gonna spend so much money. Don't stop. Stop it. <laughs> and then the final new item uh is Mexican street popcorn, uh, which is topped with spices, Sick. lime, and cheese. Sick. So those are some of the new nice. items available. Um I'm pulling up the Bulls barbecue menu can, here can now. Can you feel how heavy I'm breathing right now? Like... <sighs> <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Apologies to the listeners. The audio only listeners. I'm sorry. That's but yeah, bad. Bulls barbecue just simply does not miss. Like that is my new go-to every single really? Phillies game. They are just fantastic. For that specific item? I haven't had that specific item yet. What do you get? What do you get? I usually get just the barbecue pulled pork sandwich mm-hmm. that they have, and it is money every single time. Um, Damn, man. I'm going to wait in so many lines. But That's the best part about Bulls Barbecue. The line's typically not that bad. Where is it? What part of the park? It is so like Ashburn Alley and everything where mm-hmm. like Tony Luke's is. Once you walk a little bit past there and wrap around, it's right in front of where the new like boardwalk section is that they installed a couple years ago oh, okay so it's not like in that one section where all the lines form because you got right like, okay it's not in the the sea of humans because overrated yeah. manco and manco pizza is out there now mm-hmm. you got you got that and chicken pizza and stuff like that so it's like everybody gravitates out there exactly okay so yes i will definitely be going with you to that um let's see Yeah, Bulls Barbecue's just got, like, unbelievable stuff. And the burn-end cheesesteak is going to be consumed for the first time. Where were the um, South Philly fries? Did, did that tell you? Um, did it South Philly disco fries? I just thought, wow. Nah, It doesn't man. say where it's at, but I'm sure we'll be able to... Uh figure that out i'm gonna deduce that information and i'm going i'm getting there everybody's gonna be taking their seats for the opening pitch nah i'm getting uh. <laughs> no nah, i'll watch that i'll watch that from the tv that's it. That's, <laughs> that's chilling i'll, I'll go uh. watch everything else nah i'm getting i'm getting my food and on top of that the philly's new big screen that you can see from outer space dude that thing is Huge. Massive. What? <laughs> Stupid big. Gigantic. What the heck? I saw one of those. Uh, people were in an airplane kind of like going over or like a helicopter or something. They were like, this is massive. They're like, are the Phillies trying to communicate with aliens? Like, st- stupid large. Yeah. Good for I'm them. I'm excited man. to see Good that up close and personal. Um, but yeah, the, the burnt ends cheesesteak. I'm, my body is ready. <laughs> okay. Can't stop talking. About my body it. is ready. Um, somebody on uh, Philly's Reddit said we need an entire thread just dedicated to food reviews for citizens bank park. <laughs> Listen, I will we'll do spear, it. We'll do I it. Will spearhead that. Let, let's get it going. Um, but yeah, we will be there. Um, so if you're going to 
be at the game on Saturday. Come a little early. Come to the Jetro lot around 1 o'clock because our first live event of 2023 is going to be going down. Our Ring It Live Tailgate Podcast event brought to you by a number of our amazing sponsors, including our merch partners, PHI Apparel Company, Kenwood Beer, one of our new partners, Wasted Wedge, and our friends at Audio-Technica as well, supplying us with awesome headset microphones so we don't have to have microphones in our hands or in front of us. We'll be free moving. Um, what? Very excited. What time is the game again? Four? Four oh five. first pitch. Okay. So, and and we're doing the event at 1, right? We're start around 1 o'clock. And How early can I get to the parking lot? I'm planning on being there around 12. Okay. Am I able to get in earlier? Probably. Say less. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> Say less. I have not tailgated in a very long time. So, best believe if you guys see me at Citizens Bank Park, I am not going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need that food. Okay. I'm going to need that brisket burnt ends cheese stick. I'm going to need the South Philly disco fries. I may need a Charlie steak. Who knows? My diet does not exist. But you know what? Come out to the event, guys. It's going to be sick. Live it's going to be fun. We're going to have some crazy things that we're going to be doing. It's going to be a good time. And it's nice because the Phillies start the season on the road, so we'll have a couple of games already in the bank to talk about and see where this team is kind of sitting after a few games. Uh, we'll be able to uh, do a live rendition of the NL East run differential that we started a couple years ago, which Matt and I just take a look every single week, Dom, of who's got the best run differential in the division mm -hmm. uh, and see who has the worst. Um, so that'll be a ton of fun. We're all going to be on the mics. It's it, Just come out. It's going to be a good vibe. I know a number of people who are already planning on coming, so come hang out. It's going to be a blast, and uh, the Kenwood Beer will be flowing. Uh, our friends at Kenwood Beer met up with them today. Uh, they're very excited about this event, and you guys can go get your own Kenwood Beer as well. If you can't make it out to our event, which is just ho-hum on you, uh, you can use the Kenny Tracker at KenwoodBeer.com to see who's got it on tap in the Philadelphia area. You can get it at your local liquor stores if you live in the Philadelphia area. Or if you live in eastern Pennsylvania, you can get it at your local Whole Foods. That's right. Kenny's in Whole Foods. Uh, so go to KenwoodBeer.com. Check out everything that they've got. We're going to have plenty of Kenwood on deck at our live tailgate event. Uh, you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, uh, when I said I'm not going to be okay, just know I'm doing that responsibly. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to set a bad example for anybody. All right, just, you know, I just want to get that clear. I just want to set that clear. All right, set that straight. I'm looking um, at the uh... – <laughs> Looking at a, a couple of just, you know, fun props and looking ahead, uh, as we always do, kind of looking at uh, every division in baseball and teams that are going to be good, teams that are going to be down. Um, I've got I've got odds on division winners here. I figure we just, you know, scribble ours down, and when September rolls around, we take a look back and see how absolutely wrong we were. Um, so... I'll I'll list off the uh, the odds here, and we'll just pick who's going to win each division. 
Okay. So we'll start with the American League Central, which consists of the Cleveland Guardians, the Minnesota Twins, Chicago White Sox, Detroit Tigers, and Kansas City Royals. The betting favorite uh, is the Cleveland Guardians at plus 115. The Minnesota Twins at plus 180. Chicago White Sox at plus 300. The Tigers at plus 3,000. And the Royals at plus 3,500. White Sox. I like that. I think the um, White Sox can be like very, very good as long as they stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Like they have so much talent on their roster, but those guys just need to stay healthy. Listen, I am basing this on absolutely nothing. So <laughs> let me be honest right now. However, no Cleveland team ever that you know uh ever convinces me of being good except for that one 2016 year with uh the Cavaliers. So I, and, I think and that the even Cleveland if they, baseball team that year too made it to the World Series. Yeah, most years they're just a disappointment. So I feel like even if they're a favorite, they're gonna do something in the season to screw their chances up of winning their division. Uh who had the second best odds? You uh, said, it's the uh, team I'm picking, the Minnesota Twins. I know nothing about the Twins. I think they're going to be sneaky, like, frisky in the American League as a whole. Um, but I think they have enough talent across their roster to pull an upset of the Guardians and dethrone them as division winners from last year and uh, win that, that AL Central. I think they did enough. They brought Carlos Correa back, Lowell Mets. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Twins to win the AL Central. Moving to the AL East, which is the New York Yankees, the Toronto Blue Jays, Tampa Bay Rays, Boston Red Sox, and Baltimore Orioles. Yankees the favorite at plus 130. Blue Jays at plus 200. Rays at plus 270. Red Sox at plus 1,800. And then the Orioles at plus 2,500. I love the Blue Jays this year. I I probably will look like an absolute moron for it at the end of the year because that's typically what happens when it comes to the Toronto Blue Jays. They just have so much talent. And when you have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on your team, I can't pick against good. you. He's it's so good. good. Bo Bichette is a stud. I think they have a killer rotation. And I think the Yankees kind of overachieved last year just because Aaron Judge had an all-world season, and I don't know if he can repeat that. It's going to be difficult to hit as many home runs as he did last year. Um, and I don't trust the Yankees rotation at all. So I'm going to go with the Toronto Blue Jays to win the AL East at plus 200. Uh, I may be very stereotypical right now with my decision, but I can't go, I can't go against the Yankees there to be honest with you. I, I, I think like, yes, obviously Aaron judge probably won't, uh, perform as well as he did last year. However, I do think that he's taken a step like up in in you know his role and his production within the Yankees and and he's really kind of cemented himself as one of those top guys in the in the major league baseball. So I think that that speaks volumes just for the club just in general when you have a player like that like you know you're, when you're thinking like Bryce Harper MVP years and things like that or like Mike Trout MVP years where 
you know, that one single player alone can really just, you know, give you 20, 30 wins in your season. So uh, I don't know much about their pitching rotation, but I always know that the Yankees put together a good like defensive team and, and, you know, with some bats and stuff like that. So, and who knows, you know, the Yankees always have that just allure of, you know, being such a historical team for the league and uh, they can always kind of, bring somebody in at some point. So you never know what will happen. I can't bet against them. They'll bring somebody in all for them to lose in four games in the ALCS to the Houston Astros. Um. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, but you know what? Are you wrong? <laughs> no. Just saying. Nope. Uh, speaking of the Astros, moving to the AL West where the Astros uh, call home. They are the odds-on favorite right now to win the AL West at minus 185, followed by the Seattle Mariners at plus 360, the LA Angels at plus 550, the Texas Rangers at plus 1,000, and then one of the teams that's competing for worst record in Major League Baseball this year, the Oakland Athletics at plus 25,000. 25,000? 25,000. That's nuts. You know what? I'm going to be a little hipster with this one. Angels. I think Finally Mike get over the hump? I think Mike Trout has something to prove. Uh, I, I, I think that the team as a whole has kind of reg- not regressed, but kind of like has fallen out of that limelight, you know, since the, the Trout MVP years. They've got – they have Otani, right? I in think, a contract year, he's a free agent after the year. He's going to be playing for that money, right? So I think I think that they have something to prove. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. You know, like you said, they got to get over that hump finally. Why not? Might as well, especially with all the success the Astros have had recently. Now they're the odds-on favorite. Like, they have minus odds, uh, you know. So Minus odds without Jose Altuve for the first two months of the season because he got injured in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, so like, you know, you never know. And I, I it's very hard. It's very hard unless your team name is the Yankees or maybe the Red Sox to be, you know, year after year after year, not just winning to like not just getting to the World Series or winning World Series or things like that, but like just winning your division. It, it it's the same thing, like year after year after year, unless you're in a pretty crappy division have such a big difference with, with from the other teams you know it's anybody's race so why can't it be the angels here this year it's anybody's race except the oakland A's. <laughs> yeah 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 you're, you're not wrong about that one right there the uh the alos is definitely on paper going to be more competitive than it has been in years past the rangers went out and spent even more money in free agency went and got jacob de they have uh, what will probably be the longest injured list in terms of starting pitcher. Like, their entire starting rotation wouldn't shock me if they're all on the injured list at one time because of how injury-prone they are. But if they stay healthy, they can be competitive. Um, but it's tough to pick against the Astros. They still have mm-hmm. superstar pitching, even though Justin Verlander left in free agency. Um, they have hitters. Jordan Alvarez is a superstar. And when you get Jose Altuve back healthy, you know, around June – the Astros are, uh, you know, 
they're one of the the golden children even though they got caught cheating like they've kind of shaken that now and won a world series without cheating allegedly um so i'm gonna go with the astros but i think a frisky pick like if you want to be fun in the al west pick the mariners at plus 360 they broke their playoff drought which was the longest in all of baseball uh last season they're a fun team to just watch and uh get behind like they're just fun to root for um, so if you want to sprinkle a little money on a potential different team outside of the Astros to win the AL West, I'd say it's the Mariners at plus 360. Um, but moving to the National League, Dom, we've got the NL Central with the St. Louis Cardinals, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Cubs, the Pirates, and the Reds. Right now, the Cardinals, the favorite at minus 130 to win the NL Central, followed by the Brewers at plus 165, then the Cubs at plus 600. The Pirates at plus thirty eight hundred, and the Reds at plus six thousand. Jesus. Um, I'll probably take the favorite. I'll take the favorite there. Yeah, I'm with you with the Cardinals. I think they, uh, even though I hate that team so much, they are they are like the bane of my. I hate the Cardinals um, as a team that's not in. A division with my favorite team i just can't stand them but mm-hmm. they're really good they have the pieces across the board they have gold glovers at first and third base and goldschmidt and arenado um so i think the cardinals will uh win that division for sure we'll save our division for last so we'll go to the nl west the dodgers the padres the giants the diamondbacks and the rockies the dodgers right now the favorites at minus 125 the padres at plus 120 the Giants at plus 1,200, the Diamondbacks at plus 4,000, and then the Colorado Rockies at plus 15,000. Repeat that again? I'm sorry. Colorado Rockies plus 15,000 for the NL West. Uh, The Dodgers, the favorite at minus 125, Padres at plus 120, San Francisco Giants at plus 1,200, and then the Diamondbacks at plus 4,000. You know, from the from the series we had with the Padres, I I don't know if you can bet against them. Even I'm actually surprised that they're not the favorite. I mean, the Dodgers always put together a good team, but the Padres team is good. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Padres win that division. Yeah, the Dodgers lost Trey Turner. They lost <laughs> Justin Turner. Um, they still have pitching, but it's not like what it's. It's been not in like the, past. the Dodgers. Yeah. They lost their closer. Kenley Jansen's gone. Um, so, I mean, like. Is Kershaw still on the team? Kershaw's still there. Had a great he, spring. He, he's old. Like, he's yeah. he's getting up there in age. Still have Mookie Betts, um, who's just a, a generational superstar, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they lost one of their guys for the season. Gavin Lux is out for the year with a torn ACL as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think the Padres have hit. And, you know, at the end of April, the Padres will get Fernando Tatis Jr. back from his suspension. Uh, they signed Xander baller. Bogarts. Manny Machado's there. They, they've got ballers. And they've got good a, pitching, too. Yeah. They have so, really good pitching. You're giving me the Padres at plus money to win that division. With that Might roster. as well take it. I'll take that. I, th- I think that the Dodgers get the like favorite because they have those names mm-hmm. and it's the Dodgers. There's such you know the history behind them. Just you know how they've always been perennially good and things like that. So uh, I feel like that's they, they they get the favorites off of status within the league. But the Padres, bro, what? 
really? I really do think that they can do this. And then the NL East. The Atlanta Braves, the New York Mets, the Philadelphia Phillies, the Miami Marlins, and the Washington Nationals. Right now, your favorite to win the NL East is the Atlanta Braves at plus 100, followed by the Mets at plus 155, then our Philadelphia Phillies at plus 400, the Miami Marlins at plus 4,000, and then the stolen franchise Washington Nationals at plus 25,000, who Bleacher Report had an article go out earlier this week saying the Nationals could potentially set the record for most losses in MLB history in a season. <laughs> well, I think I know who's winning our division now, don't we? <laughs> it's the Philadelphia Phillies. What kind of question is this? What kind of question is this? I'm not rational when it comes to my baseball takes. I'm not thinking that the the Mets and the Braves could have a better team. The Phillies are winning the division. There's no other choice. I like the Phillies to win the division too. I would have liked it even more had Reese Hoskins not gotten hurt. But well, yeah, that's a big that's a big you it's know. a huge loss. But even so, in my opinion, the Braves did not get that much better this offseason for them to be the favorites to win the division. The Mets are just super fucking old. <laughs> they, you know, their top two pitchers in their rotation are 40 years old and 39 years old. So, like, how long are they going to last throughout an entire season? Plus, it's the Mets. They're cursed. Lowell Mets exist for a reason. We'll be saying Lowell Mets until the day we die. They're like, like we said a couple years ago. They're like the cicadas. They come around every, like, 19 years, and then they disappear because they're a bunch of frauds. I like the Phillies to win it at plus 400 as well. They have the hitters. Take They've got odds. more pitching than they did last year, and uh, I think they can go toe-to-toe. And now they have a manager who actually cares to keep them in it from start to finish, and uh, I think this team just has unfinished business too, and they want to get back to the postseason and go try to actually win the World Series. So I'll take the Phillies as well, uh, and then we'll look back on this in September and see how absolutely wrong we were as Dom, you're you're riding with the White Sox, the Yankees, the Angels, the Cardinals, Padres, and Phillies. I've got the Twins, the Blue Jays, the Astros, Cardinals, Padres, Phillies. So we're on the same page in the National League. And then the American League, it's a little bit different, but who cares about American League baseball anyway? You know what I'm saying? Terrible. <laughs> what an awful conference. Uh, and then the other fun thing to look at uh, that I always try to look at is uh, – the worst record in baseball. I thought I had it last year. I thought I was going to get it, and uh, I came just shy. I got the second worst uh, in baseball, which was just a punch in the gut. But then I made up for it because I got the worst record in the NFL correct. Um, but, Dom, who do you think this year? I think the favorites, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of uh, – Worst record Nationals. in baseball this year are the Nationals, the Athletics, the Rockies, the Pirates, and the Cincinnati Reds are kind of all in that mix. And the Washington Nationals. Actually, no, hold on. What? Which of these teams is in a division – that has the most overall talent 
amongst all the teams. Because you gotta you gotta expect that you play the majority of your games against your division opponents, right? Right. So of course, yes, you have you know cross division games and, and series and whatever, but most of your games come from uh playing other teams in your division. So which team is in a division where it's super competitive amongst the other teams? I think it's the two teams that are at the top in terms of favorites for the worst record. Okay. The Nationals are the favorite to have the worst record at plus 260. They're obviously in a division with the Braves, the Mets, the Phillies, the Marlins. And then the Oakland Athletics, who are in the division with the Astros, the Mariners, the Angels, and the Texas Rangers, they're at plus 270. Followed by the Rockies at plus 500, the Reds at plus 700, the Detroit Tigers at plus 750, and then the Pittsburgh Pirates jump it up to plus 1,300. You only confirmed what I was going to say beforehand, but yeah, the Nationals are a terrible team, so... That's my that's my choice. I uh, I don't hate that, and it would make me laugh all the way to the bank with the Nationals. I love them to have the worst record in the in the all of Major League Baseball this year. Um, I think it's between them and the Athletics, though. I think those mm-hmm. two teams have like the least amount of like ready-made Major League talent on their roster compared to every other team in Major League Baseball. So uh, I'll ride that with you. Plus two sixty. Washington Nationals, you will be the worst team in Major League Baseball. Thanks for the free wins all season long. Fade Appreciate the Nationals, fade the Athletics all year long. You will be so rich. Um, then uh, the bold predictions. We have Matt's bold predictions as well. Um, Matt has Trey Turner for MVP this year. He's taking the Phillies over 89 and a half wins. And this will be Bryson Stott's breakout year. I agree with that last one so much. Um, I'm more of a gambling man than Matt. I'd take Phillies uh, over 97 and a half wins. Wow. Let's do it. Let's just run it up. Let's just run it up. I believe their win total across the sportsbook board is 88 and a half. Somewhere, some places it's 89 and a half. Let me be so wrong, but let me give such a hot take. I don't care. Uh, 97 and a half. I'll take the over. Um, and uh, that's, I don't know if I have another one, you know, but uh, yeah. I agree with Matt on uh, my other one was would be about Bryson Stott. I agree with Matt. I like that one a lot. This is his breakout year. I um I also have the Phillies over their expected win total of eighty and a half. I'm going over. Um, they won eighty seven last year. I think Trey Turner easily adds at least two games to that win total. Um, so I got that there. I love Bryson Stott to have a breakout year. I think this is Nick Castellanos' bounce back season. Um. I also think that this is like continuing the Alec Bohm love affair with Philadelphia. Like Alec Bohm is going to endear himself even more than what he did last year to the fans of Philadelphia. And I'm so ready for it. I loved how he went from the, I hate it here to one of the most beloved. As soon as that happened, his entire career changed. 
Yeah. I think He's... that's going to be just so much fun to follow along with. And I think as on top of that, Brandon Marsh is going to turn into even more of a fan favorite than what he was for half a season last year. Yeah. I'll have to send you the video. They mic'd him up in spring training. It is some of the funniest mic'd up content of any athlete I've ever seen. Listen, that hair and beard combo just screams, I'm an actual hilarious person. He is so funny. And his two favorite music artists are DMX and Lil Uzi Vert. I can see that. Okay, I cannot <laughs> lie to you. I can, I can see that. I believe it. <laughs> I love Brandon Marsh. Um, I think this is Brandon Marsh, you know, breakout season too. I think he finally puts it together at the plate and we've got a all around superstar center fielder that Dave Dombrowski absolutely fleeced the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim for. Um, but yeah, that's the Phil season preview for the people there. Um, we've got one more segment for everybody and, uh, I am so excited about this. It is, uh, pure and utter chaos. We yeah. set Philly sports Twitter ablaze. <laughs> yeah, kind of. We set Philly sports Twitter ablaze. I love it. I, a couple I love days it, ago. So it's been going around like it, it makes the rounds every three to four months. It is the iconic meme from Tangled of all the swords pointing and just the character just being nonchalant, chill as can be. So we said, what's an unpopular Philly sports opinion that'll have you like this? And we tweeted this pretty much from every account of ours, but this is the one that's gone the most viral. Um, some of the replies, you guys are out of pocket. <laughs> some of the replies, I haven't even, I'm looking at the new quote tweets. The quote tweets, the are, new quote tweets are hilarious. You know what? Hold on. Let me, let me look at the replies. They're... We just got a new one from new follower and friend of the program. And I'd love to have him on the show. Nick Picone. The, uh, this one I think might trigger you, Dom. The Iverson era Sixers logo slash jersey. Yeah, he's just wrong. He's literally wrong. It's wrong. 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 I, f I feel like it took way too long for us to get our first one, and then they started trickling in more once it was officially announced that they're coming back this coming season. Uh, wrong. The Eagles Kelly Green jerseys are ugly and eyesore, overrated. Wrong. 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 It's wrong. <laughs> No, no, that midnight um, green, that stuff you have right there. No, it, it, like, see, I'm a fan of the so midnight better. green. No, I like the midnight green, but it's not better than the Kelly green. I subscribe it's, to it's the no. Kelly green is fine, but it screams losing era of Eagles football. They never won anything in the Kelly green. Okay, so we won the Super Bowl with the with the uh, with the midnight green. I get it. No, I'm also a we, fan of you know the what? black jerseys as well. I think the black jerseys Listen, are the best uniform the Eagles have. Yes, the the black is the absolute best, absolute best. Um, however, there was another one that I read. Uh, where is it? Um, ah, okay. You go a couple more down, right? Uh, where is it? Uh, I want to see the Eagles. This is from uh. Mel's Wesley, Wes Marsh. 
Uh, I want to see the Eagles play a game this year in those yellow and blue Swedish jerseys just one more time. Yes. We got a few of those. I like that. Uh, the, 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 the men's lacrosse team that I play with, uh, John LC, we always like to take our jerseys and kind of model them after uh, a, a classic like Philly thing. So the, our first one we did, you know, classic Eagles, the, the, the full Eagle with the full, but holding the lacrosse stick instead of the Eagle. Uh, and then we did uh, the old Sixers logo. We had a black one and then we had a white one. I was talking about either we do a powder blue with red pinstripe Phillies, or we do these yellow and blue uh, Eagles jerseys. I feel like this take about those jerseys resurfaced a bunch earlier this week too, because somebody did like a mock-up of them and AJ Brown quote tweeted and said, these go hard. They do dude. Like, especially now with Nike in charge of like making uniforms, dude, they could go crazy. Yeah. They go crazy. This take uh, is fun too from a friend of the program. He'll be at our tailgate. Mark Kramer. Shout out to the boy. Uh, Sixers lose even if Kawhi misses that shot. And the Eagles lose to New Orleans even if Alshon makes that catch. Uh, yeah, the Sixers lose in the finals. You know, if Kawhi, if Kawhi misses that shot, the Sixers make it to the finals, but they're, they lose in the finals. I don't think that they win the, win the NBA finals that year. But just the fact of being able to get and win a conference championship was like would be big for the for the basketball club. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think they lose that series. I think they win Game Seven. Um, even if Alshon makes the catch in the 2018 divisional round against the Saints, where the ball kind of just went through his hands, a lot of people say and i kind of subscribe to it too that if uh alshon makes that catch and they beat the saints the eagles go to the super bowl back-to-back years yeah yeah because they would have beaten that rams team yeah 100 percent. look what happened to the rams like later on yes yeah um another one that was really good that I saw. Yo, what about this one? Chris Thomas. Chase Utley shouldn't be getting more love as he does than Rollins or Howard. I saw that one. It's nice. an interesting take. Um, and I I do agree to the fact that I think Jimmy Rollins and Ryan Howard are underappreciated in terms of fandom, and Chase Utley is kind of like that beloved figure. He was great. Chase Utley is uh mm-hmm. I believe a Hall of Famer. Um but I do think Jimmy Rollins and Ryan Howard also deserve their flowers just as much. 100%. All three of them. Yeah. All three of them. That that Phillies team is iconic. And and, and there's there's more than just those three that deserve their flowers. Well, I, I, I know that you're probably as happy as I am when I see Shane Victorino at Citizens oh, yeah. Bank Park and getting his flowers. Like, like there's so many guys on that That team. picture of Shane Victorino in the stands when Bryce Harper hit the bedlam at the bank home run and he's got his hood up and somebody said he just looked like a Phillies force ghost from Star Wars <laughs> watching the next generation of Phillies do what they're supposed to do. Oh, that's great. There's yeah, there's more than I think that Chase deserves as much love as he's getting, but that's not to you know discredit Howard and uh, Rollins for everything that they've done for the team. They all need their flowers. They all deserve yeah. it. This one we got a bunch of these. This is from OJ Spivey. No one likes us, and many of you do care. <laughs> from the 
ever viral, no one likes us, we don't care song. You know what? I agree with this one. I think that a lot of, I think, I don't want to use the word a lot, but there are many Philly fans that like get off with, you know, reminding everybody we're Philly's oh, fans yeah. and, oh, nobody likes us. any Like, like we, you know, they go out of their way to make that be known. Yeah, of course you do care. Yes, you do that. No yeah. one likes you. Because if everybody started to like you, you lose the desire to be a fan of your sports team. Yep. Right? Because you just like being an asshole. <laughs> Grow up. Yep. <laughs> this one's fun, and I completely agree with this. Uh, this comes from, I'm going to get their Twitter handle correct, at Sixers Andrew. Um, in hindsight, we indirectly, parentheses there, improved by drafting Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Because both AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are greater than just Justin Jefferson. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? 100%. Nobody was saying this ahead of time back then. But look, look what happened, right? Vikings have an aging Adam Thielen, who's now with the Carolina Panthers. Thank you. And now all they have is Justin Jefferson. Yep. And then Jalen Rager. <laughs> Wait, right? Yikes. Right. I think I right. he might have gotten cut recently. I'm not but, sure, but but last season he was last season he was there. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure I got the correct Eagles receivers on different teams because I know there's some on the Patriots. So I yeah, and 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 on the Raiders. So yeah, right? well, now Aguilar just signed with the Ravens, and that was kind of like the tipping point I think for Lamar Jackson announcing that he requested a trade. <laughs> Yikes! Um, but anyway, right? Uh. Yeah, look what we have now. We have two top wide receivers. Like yeah. our number two is a number one on ninety percent of the other teams in the NFL. So, yeah, you know what? I can get behind that. What do you think about this one, uh, Jean Week? Or break it down. Fourteen oh four says uh, we need to squash the beast for Cowboys and Giants fans. <laughs> that one made me chuckle. Okay, maybe, maybe we can give Giants fans a chance. Listen, I've always I have, subscribed to the fact that Giants fans at least know what they're talking about when it comes to football. Yes. I have a lot of friends from college that are Giants fans, and this is this is very true. I have a lot of friends who are Jets fans. So when it comes to them talking football. <laughs> but anyway, Cowboys fans, never. I will no. never, never, never. And that's like, the thing. Like, the I Eagles understand. Giants rivalry oh, is an intellectual rivalry where yes. both parties can talk football, actually know the sport, and you can understand where both people are coming from. Cowboys fans just want to shove in your face, you know, their their dusty VHS tapes of their Super Bowl championship in 1995 and their brass rings. <laughs> listen, listen, I know. We we won one in twenty seventeen. All right, we're 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 getting far from from when we won it. But Cowboys fans have been doing that for a long time. And listen, I know what it's like to be of a fan of to be a fan of a football team that loses year after year after year, and it's just you know uh, either mediocre or or like always lets you down year after year after year after year. I get it. I've been there. We always say, "Hey, we're the best. Where it's our year." I get it. I get it. We all need to pipe down. 
because you have an elitist mentality when it comes to the talking. We don't hold our noses high and, and, you know, say like, oh, you know, it's tradition. We're supposed to be good. No, when we're good. We let you know we're good. That's the thing. That's the thing. When we're bad, we will whine. We will whine all about it. The Cowboys don't do that. It's always next week's our week. Next week's or, or like when they win, it's always how about them Cowboys? And when they lose, it's all oh, the refs cheated us. What this and that. Whatever, and I have a whatever. take about Cowboys fans that I can't wait to clip this. Cowboys fans are more fans of a brand than they are of a sports team. They're more fans of the allure and the pomp and circumstance that is the Dallas Cowboys brand than what the actual product on the field is. Because the fans of the Dallas Cowboys feel like they are a part of a club or like this pristine, like elitist group by yeah. saying, oh, I'm a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. Well, newsflash. And Dom, you, you have lived in Texas and everything. You know actual Cowboys fans from the Texas area hate the Cowboys fans that live here. They, they don't subscribe to your Northeast Cowboys fandom. They, they think you're just as much of a fraud as we do. You are, you are a fan of a brand. They, like Every... you saying if you live in New Jersey or Philadelphia or anything and you say you're a Cowboys fan, that is the equivalent to saying, oh, I, I love Nike. Not even I love Adidas. Cow- not even just Cowboys fans out here. It's Cowboys fans across the nation that aren't yeah. in that, that Texas area. Like if you're not from like Oklahoma or – you know, even if you move out a little east, like even Louisiana, even though the Saints, that's the Saints country, right? Even if you go more south in, in Texas, you're going to find Texans fans as opposed to Cowboys fans. But there will still be Cowboys fans. It's mixed, right? If, if you go west, you're going in the Cardinals territory. You go northwest, there's teams up there as Broncos territory. So, like, really, it's only Texas and maybe Oklahoma that that it's that's cowboys country right everywhere else they are exactly like you said they're fans of a brand they're clowns and you became a cowboys fan if you live in this area during the time that they were good or your parents because it was the cool thing to do being a cowboys Mm -hmm. fan in the 90s was like the the typical like sophomore in high school who thought it was cool to start smoking cigarettes <laughs> that's what being a cowboys fan is it, well you know what it's hard you know you gain that national listen i'm giving flowers look i'm i'm very objective at times when you win that much in a short period of time, of course, you gain national notoriety and everybody becomes fans. It makes sense. There's That's the same reason why a lot of people like the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. They were a dynasty and they were so successful for so long. There are people all over the nation that when they were kids, that's who they became a fan of because they're good, right? It's a reason I like this soccer team, on the, you know, because I watched them win when I was a kid. They haven't been good for years. You know what I mean? Still it, have a trophy more recently than the Cowboys. <laughs> listen, I, I actually, I, I think I may have talked about this on Twitter. I, I mentioned that. Yeah. I said, like, you know, we're, it, 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 these fans are like Cowboys fans, and I hate, I loathe that about myself. All right? Anyway, but look, we became fans of a brand, right? 
And then some of us become more rational fans than others. But Cowboys fans, God, the only rational ones are the ones in Texas. If they're bad, they'll be like, yeah, we're bad. You know what's sad? <laughs> Cowboys fans are, are fans of a brand and a logo of something that you put on the front of your house if you have a country-style house. You're a fan of a star. A star. I get A star. You're a fan of a first-grade basic shape. A star. Let that sink in. Sick. Sick. Some other no. uh, responses to this tweet, though. This one blew my mind because I was like, this is just wrong. And then I went and did the math and good on at good heart. Justin, he quote tweeted this and said the 2010 National League Championship Series is far more painful than the 2011 National League Division Series for the Phillies during the run. The Phillies offense in 2011 was averaging like one run per game. I did the math. It was about 4.4. Uh, the 2010 team was the best Phillies team of that era. And I was like, something's not checking out. That 2011 Phillies team won 102 games. Like, And then I went and looked. 2010 Phillies scored about 60 to 70 more runs than the 2011 Phillies offense did. 2011 Phillies just also had that much better of starting pitching. Mm -hmm. for them to go on and win 102 games. And I was like, wow, that's a pretty damn good take. Plus, that 2010 team got farther. They got to the NLCS. The 2011 team only got to the NLDS. Um, so good on Justin there. Um, a lot of people told on themselves that they don't watch baseball uh, because they said that they were perfectly fine not extending Aaron Nola. Uh, tell me you don't watch Phillies baseball without telling me you don't watch Phillies baseball. Um this was the winner, though, in my opinion. Uh, shout out to at Burns in Love on Twitter. Um, some of y'all should go to therapy and not tailgates and games. Go to therapy and not tailgate? Yeah. Some I of agree. you should go to therapy and I not agree. go to tailgates or games. I've, I've seen... I've seen some things in my years of when I would frequent tailgates, even if I'm not going to the game. I've I've seen a lot. I've done some things that I regret. You know, it's uh, yeah. Some of y'all need some therapy out there. That man. So that's, funny. <laughs> that's so hilarious, man. Oh man, wow. Uh, Ranger this Suarez one's is better than Nola. Oof. This one also got me really good from Cody Swartz on Twitter. Um, LJ Smith was a good tight end and would be a star in 2023. LJ Smith. Eagles tight end when they went to the Super Bowl in 2004. Was kind of like one of those guys that had all the talent in the world but just could never fully put it together. I completely agree with this take. LJ Smith would be unbelievable in today's NFL. We love a good tight end. You know? And, and the way that we run our offense now, hell yeah, he'd be eating. Anybody yeah. who's a good tight end, if they come to Philly with the way that they run their offense, will become a star. Like, imagine if we had – well, we have an elite tight end. But, like, like, and I'm talking, like, elite as in Travis Kelsey now. Imagine mm -hmm. we had somebody like that, like, how much better the offense would be. We have Dallas Goddard. He's a deep threat too. Like he he is one of the closest, top five. In my opinion, he's one of the closest guys that you can get to to Travis Kelsey when it comes to the tight end position. I'm just saying. Easy. 
Uh, this one's also very uh, timely. This comes from at Steve G42090. Whether it's Jalen or Joel, we're way too obsessed with MVP awards in this city. I think that the fans, especially when a, a player for one of the teams is having a season that statistically puts them, you know, in the conversation with the top, you know, MVP favorites, they're going to ride or die for them and feel like they deserve it. Especially when the Philadelphia team is doing well, you know, the Sixers aren't a bad team or I'm assuming, uh, are they still in third or fourth place? I, I remember that they Sixers were like around right there. Now. Yeah. So like, um, you know, they're doing well, obviously they have a good team. And Joel Embiid is having an amazing season, right? Same thing with Jalen. Jalen had one of the best seasons for a quarterback in the NFL, you know, almost on par with Mahomes. So obviously, we're the the fans are going to ride out for it. Are you know, uh, we're all you're also talking about a city where you don't see a lot of league championship trophies come back, right? Like the most successful team of recent time has been the Philadelphia Phillies, you know. Uh, the Flyers made it to the Stanley Cup, but there was no win. The Sixers still can't make it to the NBA Finals. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, we I'd got say back the Eagles to the, are. We got back to the Super Bowl. Eagles and, are and one. I say Eagles are definitely one. Hot right take: now. The Union I, are one A. I I agree, and and you know the Union just doesn't give it as much. Somebody did throw in there that you know, the Union make Philadelphia five for five town which I like that take. Mm -hmm. Did you see the other guy who said it, it's okay not to be a four time four by four. The Eagles only matter. <laughs> Yikes. Um, to which I saw somebody else say, uh, y'all need to stop worshiping the Eagles. <laughs> no. What? Uh, what? No football's religion. Like uh, this one's great too. Cause I, completely agree with this uh this comes from the boy matt at panasonic dx 4500 on the tweet machine uh we are the most ridiculously easy fans to pander to in the history of professional sports one quote <laughs> the fans here they get it and we're in the palm of your hands <laughs> oh my god it's so true all you have to do is have good pr and just say the right things and the fans will fall in love with you and then right uh you could you you can have a subpar season and the fans start to turn on you and you do some charity work and you start being more personable with everybody and you start getting into Twitter conversations and not arguments conversations with 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 the fans and and now you're on their side again. I mean, look at Matisse with the later end of his Sixers career, like he was good for a couple cause turnovers and a few threes, but he wasn't anything special and. When he left, everybody loved him defacing public property. <laughs> like, everyone was like, yeah, we love you, dude. <laughs> yeah. If you have good PR, the fans will love you. That kind of that kind of leads me into, into this other one. But I, I want to know, what do you think? Do you agree? I oh, 100%. We, Matt and I call it the Bryce Harper School for Pandering 101. <laughs> Bryce Harper did it day one, and everybody was like, oh, we love Bryce, even though he came from a division rival, and we hated Bryce Harper for years. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. we absolutely adore him because he's ours. 
It's all you have to do. If only Ben Simmons could have just taken one course at the Bryce Harper School for Pandering. That's that's the thing. Like I saw some other ones about like, you know, oh, well, you, you I think you guys are quick to forget about, you know, uh, the 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 man named Benjamin that that put you on a 20 game win streak uh, while Joel was uh, injured for the second half of the season. Yeah, I agree. He did that. He played well. What happened afterwards? You know, uh, uh, or. You know, there's other people saying that Ben, Ben, the Ben Simmons era was like the bet, most successful time that like the Sixers have seen in recent history. Yeah, you're right, but that's not just Ben. You know, Joel was there too. Joel was still putting up MVP numbers. He wasn't playing as good as he is now. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I have never seen Joel be play the way that he's been playing now, and I don't even watch the Sixers like that anymore. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, it's it's what happened afterwards with Ben that like leaves the sour taste in our mouth that kills it. And and it's just no PR, no PR at all. This one kills me too. Uh, This comes from at Brit lifts on Twitter. Uh, Santa Claus had it coming. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. What about this one? Derek Barnett is underappreciated. Yes. And no. I think with recent performance, like I think no, but like when the Eagles, he was drafted by the Eagles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he first came in, hell yeah, he was underappreciated. He was so good. I think it was more so the pomp and circumstance around him that he broke Reggie White's sack record at Tennessee and like this, that, and the third, and then he kind of was just a role player that ended mm-hmm. up being a first-round draft pick by the Eagles. and um then over the past couple seasons, he was just, you know. It's flag were, after the, flag after flag. on the penalty flag. counter for Derek Barnett every single play. Yeah, that's that's what I mean by, like, no, he's not underappreciated by this point. You know, in the beginning, yeah. Like, he came in with a lot of hype, and I thought that he performed, you know, up to that, up to that standard for a little bit, you know. This one is a wild take. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like I read it, my jaw dropped. Um, this comes from at StatMat two seven one eight. I can't wait to see your reaction to this one. The Eagles shouldn't have retired Jerome Brown's number. His death was obviously tragic, but we shouldn't celebrate a man whose reckless decision killed a twelve-year-old. I read that, and I was like. That took a turn that I was not expecting. Can I ask you a question? How young is this person? Uh, they look about, let's say, around our age. Okay. Um, I'm trying to, to figure out how to word this without sounding rude. Um, I think you're digging too deep into it. Um, we're not, you're celebrating the career, not the man himself, right? Yes. There were reckless decisions made where an awful circumstance happened and a tragedy that occurred, but you're not talking about him as a person. You're talking about a product he put on the football field, right? Exactly. Oh, geez. 
I was like, oh my god. Uh, this one was Yikes. good too. Being a fan of gritty is not synonymous with being a Flyers fan. <laughs> gritty is gritty is a brand. Yes, I agree. I agree. Gritty is a brand in its in in, in itself. Uh, you can like gritty and not like the Flyers. Flyers suck. <laughs> gritty is wonderful. <laughs> Finally, some changes happening with the Flyers, which is nice yeah. to see. Yo, um, Brett Brown greater than Doc Rivers? Yes. Brett Brown Hive stays intact. Let's go. Uh, this one made me laugh. I don't care if Joel wins MVP. I'm just here to stuff nerds into lockers. Uh, that's a good one. I like that one. We got a number of the the viral soccer uh, video. I, I choose not to speak. Was not to speak. We all love AI, but Maxi will be better. That's a hot take. That's a hot one. That's a hot take. You know what? I can kind of buy into it. It's a hot one. Is, is that sacrilegious for me to say? I'm a I'm a I'm a diehard Sixers. Like that's AI. Spicy. AI is the guy, man. You know what? Maxi could. <laughs> this one's great too. It's from uh at Real Mama Eagle. I don't care if Aguilar had some fuck-ups in 2018 and 2019. He played his heart out in 2017 and in the Super Bowl and justifies my always having love for the dude. And I completely I love, agree. I love her takes, so I'm never going to – I don't disagree with her. I completely agree with that. Uh, my tweet was, uh, your fandom can be put on ice for certain teams and it's okay to return to them when things start to be on the upswing again. Fandom comes in all forms. Yeah, I'm okay Just with because that. you're not you know, dialed in – like I hate the – the gatekeeping that Philly sports fans tend to do when a team gets good. And it's like, oh, where were you during this, that, and the third? It's like some people didn't want to sit around and watch a 13-win Sixers team. Some people didn't I, want I'm to like sit around. I'm like that with these guys, but with, with Philadelphia teams, I'm not as bad. Maybe the Eagles. Some people but... didn't want to sit around during a Phillies rebuild that felt like it was going nowhere. Mm -hmm. But I'm a complete sicko and did it. Um, but some people didn't want to do that. And then they got back into the Phillies this year when they got good. And that's totally okay. The more people on board with the success of a team, the more fun the environments you're in are going to be. I agree. I, I, I think you drive yourself crazy when you become way too invested and the team is not good. Or... When the team is good, but they let you down, a la the Sixers, and that's why I had to step away for a little bit. I was way too. I was watching every game. I'm tweeting about it live. I'm getting you know into arguments online with people all the time, it, and, and it eats away at you. And and I think that's why a lot of these online Philly fans are so fickle. It's 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 crazy. It it can eat at you, and and you know taking time away and then coming back. Like I would be terrible if I was so invested in the baseball because there's so many games. I would be awful. I'm so bad with soccer. You know, it's a fun but, time. It's a fun time. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> so you know, you, when when the Phillies started playing well again, I'm guilty of it. I'm I'm totally guilty of it. I'm doing that with the Sixers right now. But but and we'll all do it with the Flyers. A hundred percent. All do it with the Flyers. hundred percent. You know, it, it's, 
it's okay. It's not you, you. The gatekeeping is so so annoying. It's annoying. I'm guilty of it. I you can probably find a tweet. I'm not going to say that I haven't done it, but it it, it is really annoying. So yeah, drop uh, your unpopular Philly sports opinion in the YouTube comment section as well. We'll sift through those, and uh, we'll want to hear from the from you there. Sam Bradford would have been a good QB if he could have stayed healthy and didn't have Chip Kelly. False. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing the only thing Sam Bradford was good at was securing the bag. <laughs> Tell me that take. Wrong. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Most of our fan base don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, this is great. It's such a fun. It's so Kyle, fun thank to you go through tweet. all of them. Thank you for putting this out. I love this one. It's so fun to go through all of them, too. And just we'll we'll keep going through them. And uh, leave some of yours. Yeah, there's so much. There's so many in the YouTube comment section as well. Um, make sure you guys come out to our live event as well. Oh, you found a good one. Okay, so the first part, it, it's the second part of this that really gets me. If not for gritty, no team would even know the flyer, or no one would even know the flyers exist in the city. That's wrong. Okay, yeah. whatever. But oh yeah, and Nova ain't a Philly team. They're a safety school for white Catholic kids from North Jersey or Long Island. Hey, yo. Savage. Whoa. Now, listen, I grew up as a white Catholic kid, so <laughs> Nova, I got put on the Villanova because my C, this is so white and Catholic. My CYO coach and half of my teammates were fans of Villanova basketball. So, guess what I wanted to do when I was a kid playing basketball? I wanted to go play at Villanova. <laughs> you know what? I, but I wasn't from North Jersey. I didn't have the money <laughs> or the good prep school coaching. To, to And it wasn't a safety school for you. It was a first choice. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a first choice. That's not a safety school for me. <laughs> I went to my safety school. It, there's some truth to that one. I can't <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> leave those in the YouTube comment section too, because I'm sure the YouTube fans are different than the Twitter fans, and I want to see the differences yeah, for sure. Some, leave that below. Uh, make sure you guys come out to our live event on April 8th, 1 o'clock p.m., Jetro Lot. Live Phillies pregame tailgate podcast going down. It's going to be a ton of fun. A ton of underground sports personalities will be there. And uh, it's going to be a grand old time. We're going to be podcasting before the game, and then we're all going to the game. So if you're also just going to the game, come out to the tailgate and then catch up with us at Citizens Bank Park as the Phils take on the Cincinnati Reds. Um, Dom and I will be doing a burnt ends cheesesteak review <laughs> for the people. Yeah, can we please? Can Gotta do that. Please. Gotta do that. Let's put the content together. And uh make sure you guys are following us at Underground PHI because all of the content 
goes out on our social channels. Uh, you can follow Dom on Twitter at Watch Lifestyle. You can follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Share it with your friends. It goes a long way for helping the show continue to grow. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of every podcast on our network. You get live streams, original content, uh, the whole nine yards, shorts. It all goes on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course, Underground Sports Philadelphia is presented by the City of Vineland. And whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or you're a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process. Their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856 794 that's 856-794-4100, Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And this has been episode number 520 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Dom, KB, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.